<laughs> I don't believe you. Um, That's what I was going to do. All right. Good. Hello, everybody. Hello. This is Terrace House Mafia. I'm Noelle. I'm Nick, and we just watched the best episode of Terrace House this season, probably. Yeah. Like, like hands down, kind of the best episode. Yeah. But it takes, so, it takes a while to get to the part where it's the best episode, so I think we have to rip off the Band-Aid and talk about... The other stuff, which is kind of interesting, like the the guest host in the peanut gallery, Louis Louis uh, Hachimura. Yes, so he's a, Hachimura. He's a player for the the Wizards basketball team of, <laughs> of sports from the American National Basketball Association. The Washington Wizards. The Washington Wizard skins. I don't know anything um, about sports, so yeah, he's a basketball guy. He's six eight. He's six feet eight inches. Uh, he weighs seven stone, <laughs> and he is plays the position of dunker on okay. the team. Wow, he's makes the, sense. He's their dunker, uh, but he has th- great input. Yeah, okay, that's what I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. Is like, I kind of love it when somebody gets to be on a show, and you can tell that they fantasized about what they would do if they were on that show for mm-hmm. like a lot. He was stoked. This was one of those moments where it was like, this dude is a real ass fan, and yeah. you can tell. And he just, he killed it on the commentary. He, he like, did. would be actually a suitable permanent member. He would. And he seemed very wise for his age. Yeah, 21. And you just have to compare it to Luca. <laughs> yeah. Easier. What a contrast <laughs> in terms of maturity, silhouette, mm-hmm. every, every possible <laughs> metric. I cannot stop looking at his legs. It's nuts. He's it's trying to insane. sit on that couch like a normal human. Like, seems like it's... <laughs> Tough, but not through no fault of his own. I think it's a small couch with a big man on it. That's true. Um, So, so after the peanut gallery stuff, the cold open before the title screen this time is picking up where we left off with this Risco Kenny thing, and Mm -hmm. like the peanut gallery is kind of debating: is she gonna say yes to his advances? Oh right. And Mm -hmm. they it feels like that was a lifetime ago because so much shit happened in this episode. Yeah. But they speculate that she's gonna say, I need more time to think, and that's exactly what happens basically, Mm -hmm. right? Um well I should mention the bus. The rickety ass bus. Oh yeah, because they still (laughs) like she says, I need more time to get to know you better, but they still go on their date. He Wants to sup. Yeah, he wants to sup. There's a fucking tsunami, basically. He wants to sup, but there's a tsunami. He puts her on his murder bus. (laughs) He puts her on his Fortnite bus, and then they go out to the island. They drop down. Literally like a crack addict's bus. Yeah. It's a crazy looking bus, but she seems charmed by it. So who are we to... That's true. It is a lot of effort. It's probably like a tour bus thing, though. Yeah. Um, Highlight of that scene for me is... This is the episode, and this is actually the moment where we find out that Kenny's going to leave the show, apparently. Right. And the way he chooses to package that info is, he's like, you know, I'm going to be on tour a lot lately. We're going on tour from Okinawa to Hokkaido. He practically looks at the camera and is like, check, check ticket stub, check ticket master right. for tour dates. Like, it felt like such a plug to me. Like, just. Yeah. No, that was 100% a plug. <laughs> Um, he's never not plugging, which never not I plugging, respect man. the hustle. And it's kind of tight that he's he's like, all right, I've I've gotten all the milk I can out of this Terrace House cow. Now it's time to dip. He even says like, I, from the beginning, I've been planning to like only stay on this right. show until I start touring, which is like that. If nothing else has, that feels like the most um, like clear cut. 
I'm using this show as a promotional device admission right? we've ever gotten out of him. Maybe like, we're being cynical, but he's like, this is my manager and I's plan. Right. Literally. Yeah. This was the, this was the plan from the, cause what it like th- to me, that leaves no, um, room for extenuating circumstances. Like everyone else who goes into Tara's house, like what if I fall in love with somebody and I end up staying here for three months for Kenny? That was never on the table No, because he was like, I'm out on this date. Right. Um, for my tour. Which he uses to make an ultimatum, essentially, for Risiko, where he says, hey, just so you let you know, I'm going to be leaving, so I think I'm going to need an answer. An unfair ultimatum. Yeah, which she reacts to appropriately, I think, mm-hmm. by saying, yeah. uh, you know, I felt like I, I thought I always thought I had more time. I thought we could think about this infinitely. But if I had to answer now, it's a, it's a no for me, dog. It's really unfair to Risiko mm-hmm. because, like, that's the best part, almost, of, like, dating and getting into a relationship with someone is, like... When you kind of figure out that you both like each other and then you get to go on all these fun dates together right. and then you get to figure out if you're like a long term thing. This but like he's accelerated. like forcing it on her. Yeah. It's kind of skipping all the courtship. Right. Which really comes to a head in the show's cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Oh, it's so frustrating. Um, I think something that happened in between their shitty date and their shitty conversation in the game room is this really, I think, important scene between Kelly and Ruka where he says he wants to work at the <laughs> Tony Stark bar. And she says, I think I want to cancel my date with you. Immediately. <laughs> like, instantly. And like almost doesn't even pretend that it's not because of what he just said. And no, no, it's like, straight up. She, he's like, I want to go work at the Avengers bar. <laughs> and she's like, she's I like, find no. you hard to talk to. And I don't want to go on any more dates with you until I don't feel that way. Um, but... She's 29. He's 20. Oh, yeah, right. She's almost treating him like he's also her age. And I think she needs to step back and consider that. I guess that's what she's doing by doing this, right? But she is being a bit harsh on him, I think. I think... Do you remember what I said during this scene? What? <laughs> I was like... Oh. <laughs> I was like, Ruka's going to jump off the top of the terrace house. Because it feels like it's been seven episodes straight of him just getting cyberbullied by know. all his homies in the house. And this is like perhaps the most painful thing that's happening. Yeah. Yet. Somebody just to his face being like, hey, remember we were going to go on that date? I don't even want to... I don't even want to have a bad date with you. That's how not interested in I am. She doesn't even have want to have one drink with him. Yeah. It's, I feel bad for him. I do too. It's it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, in life we have to learn. Speaking of brutal, the scene in the boys' room where Kenny announces that he's leaving and then Ruka for about... <laughs> Seven minutes straight. I almost feel bad laughing because it's so heartfelt and so sweet. He does this like long, long speech. This kind of poetic, Mm -hmm. flowery speech about all the ways that Kenny's been. I I think it's by far the most romantic moment we've had on this show. Is this scene between Kenny and Ruka where Ruka just lists off all the reasons he loves Kenny. It's like the most passion we've seen from anyone in this house for yeah. for any reason. He's like, every time I come home, like, you ask me about my day. Yeah, fuck, man. Like, we all want that in a relationship. It's so, it, they're goals, honestly. It's <laughs> Ruka and Kenny. But that's a thing that I've noticed in all of the seasons, honestly, is that the members honestly cry, get very emotional, and, like, it's a huge deal when members decide to leave. Yeah. And it's... 
in Japan, they don't have a lot of room share situations、mm. because of like the size of apartments, first of all. And then, second of all, people like stay in their family homes pretty much until they get married, pretty、mm. normally. And so, it's rare to have like a room share. Like, also, dorms aren't usually aren't room share. Right. There aren't even like dorms that much in Japan. So, for that reason, I guess it the getting really, really close to someone. And seeing them every minute of every day, and then having that ripped away from you is like、It's、probably more、rare. like losing a family member than it is like losing a roommate, where, which I've done tons、yeah. of times in my life. And is, I think it's emotional here, frankly. Yeah. Maybe not to this degree, though. Yeah, no, but I think in Japan it's, it's so rare to get a friendship like that、yeah. that it's that much more emotional for people. Do you think part of、yeah. the appeal of this show in Japan is like seeing these hyper intense, close, Physical proximity relationships happening between people who aren't related to each other? No, I think I think part of it is like fantasizing about a room share situation. <laughs> That's like, because、so、that doesn't, this never happens in Japan. Wow. It's like two people, maybe, but like five people, never. Yeah. That, the, the quantity here is probably、yeah. a big part of it. Yeah.、Um, there's a date between Yusuke and Haruka that I actually didn't know was going to happen、oh, right. this episode. It kind of snuck up on me. He literally like, got off his plane and went to hang out with her. Yeah, which is like... Poor thing. Very thirsty. Yeah, very、um, thirsty. Yeah, he, he's like... He's like, I can sleep over. I have all my shit. <laughs> Basically. He's with his pajama bottoms on, practically. So they roll up on fake Japanese Chipotle. Right.、Uh, and there's a lot of camera... Angles showing the cherry decor in the restaurant, which I the, didn't connect that me neither. Later. Me neither.、Yeah. But the peanut gallery, maybe half jokingly, thought that that was a, maybe a dig at Yusuke、yeah. being a virgin or whatever. It definitely is. <laughs> um She compares him to a sea creature like、uh, 10 times.、Mm-hmm. Says、um, that he's like cuddly. Yeah. And then he, she likes animal like men. <laughs> yeah. Cuddly animal like men. And I, I'm of two minds about this because, on the one hand, It's kind of a weird thing to say. On the other hand, she's completely right. He looks like, like a, like sort of a, some sort of a seal man. Yeah, you don't tell people that、yeah. they look like a seal. It's not, he's like, I guess I'll take that. He's like clearly in love with her. And、yeah. he's, even he's like kind of taken aback where he's like, I mean, I guess I'll, that's a compliment. I, I don't know how else to take it, so I'm going to choose to、But、take it. But she told him that it's a compliment. Right. Yeah. We see right through her. Yeah. And also, like, I don't love the、Bum. disconnect between the way she she knows that he's like a kind of innocent, wounded,、mm-hmm. never had a good relationship, been、mm-hmm. let on a bunch before guy.、Mm-hmm. And everything that comes out of her mouth seems to be, hey, I like you, I like you, I think you're cute. I'm telling you you're、yeah. cute, even though no one's ever said that to you before. I think you're cute. And then she immediately gets home and starts、yeah. like telling everyone in the house, like, Yeah, I'm not, really, I'm not really attracted to him. I can't see myself dating him. Like, that's what she tells、yeah. Cody. And, and I'm, it's like. I'm already heartbroken. <laughs> I know. It's like a preemptive, this is going to go badly. This is fucked up thing. The marriage analogy was interesting to me because、mm-hmm. they all kept saying, like, oh, he would be someone that you marry, AKA, he would be someone that you would never date. Right. Is I, that something you would say in America?、I'm- I think I've, I think I've heard people say that. Okay. That somebody seems like more of a. Like a long term life partner and not somebody you would date when you're young. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. That distinction is very real. Okay.、Um, I felt like I just looked too deeply in that. Cause I'm like, fuck, because the marriage situation in Japan is so <laughs> yeah. bad. And I feel like a lot of Japanese marriages are being like criticized.、Mm. 
I'm like, what does that mean? I think the part I was surprised by was that Cody was like totally, she was completely on board. That it was a universal opinion about Yusuke. That right. Across that he the board, like marriage he's, material. he's a husband, not a boyfriend. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Uh, what a weird. I, he's manlier than Duca, but I almost feel like Duca would get more pussy. Little, dude, I was. We said this during the episode. Like when when she came home and was like gloating that he paid for the meal. I think yeah. we said out loud like the bar in this house. Yeah. For, for like masculine <laughs> dating behavior is so low. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it takes. Um. Damn, and then... Is paying that big of a deal also? This is, like, the 10th time they've I mentioned know. it in this season. I'm like, I really don't care if someone pays or not. Honestly, when he made a big deal out of it, when, when Yusuke was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And, and then uh, continued on to say, like, I would I would never, like, dream of letting you pay for it or something yeah. like that. He's like, he's like, I would never let you pay for this. I, I was like... Somebody's been watching the show this season. Like, <laughs> like, it felt like he saw the Ruka shit and was like... He was studying what This is not like. going to be me. That's Ruka true. is like his template for how he does not want to be perceived. That's true. That's my guess. That's that's a solid guess. Um, and then I guess we should just get into the meat and... I mean, this would have been an eventful episode if the only thing that had happened was what we talked about so far. Right. But there's this fucking... I mean, I don't think we said it out loud, but... Like, Rizuko is crying by the end of their yeah. crazy bus date. Mm-hmm. And then jump forward to... This is an emotional episode for yeah, Rizuko. This concert, right? This concert that goes down. Oh, yeah. Um, Packed. Ab- sold out, for sure. Yeah. I, I, Rizuko, I mean, Rizuko also goes to Shuhei for advice at one point. And she seems to be... Like, she's, like, got two... <laughs> this is mm-hmm. really cute. The spoons under yeah, the bags under yeah, her eyes. because she was crying so much. Yeah. Um... But I want to see um, Kenny cry. Me too. Me too. The tear ratio is unfair. There's been a lot of Kenny getting owned this episode. And and when she semi-rejected him at the very beginning. You were stoked. I was stoked. But then I really quickly felt guilty about it when I saw her crying. Yeah. Like there was a part of me that was like, ah, shit. This does not feel as good as I hoped it would. Right. Um. So they go to this concert, this Spicy Soul concert. Mm-hmm. And... You said out loud as we were watching this, you were like, he's going to pull some shit. Yeah. And I was like, that would be funny, but like, no way. I like jokes like, yeah, what's he's going to propose to her on stage. Yeah. Then he comes out and pulls some <laughs> shit. So un- irrefutably pulls some shit. It's like the craziest shit ever. Like he comes out and says, I've been in this living situation lately. I just realized, this is by the way, kind of a bullshit thing to say. I wrote all this music and I just realized I wrote it all about this girl. Like yeah, you can't retcon. Bullshit. You can't retcon an album to be about someone <laughs> after you wrote it, dog. That's not how this works. But he He, he said just, he never lies on stage. So. Yeah, also maybe <laughs> also a lie. One of the corniest things he's ever said. Like, I just can't be anything but truthful when I'm on stage. I'm like, you can't be I've never seen you not be lying. He's in love with himself. That well that's put. It. That should have been the name of the episode. That's he's it. He's in love with himself. Yeah. Can't you see that being like so he sings this whole song at, at the end to basically to Risiko. Cute. Oh, is that Shohei? Shohei with so Yeah, cute. Shohei pulls out a disposable camera and is like, I love seeing him fanboy over I Kenny. Know. That shit's cute. But he's like, I made all these songs about this girl, sings it directly to her, basically. She's like, <sighs> understandably, mm-hmm. a fucking wreck. Yeah, like, obviously. Just weeping and like, just a mess. 
And he is so extra. It's like embarrassing. It's nuts, man. This this scene felt like it was like a J drama to me. Yeah. Like I was like, this is not real life shit. And this is not loves, happening to people. He loves the fact that she is like distraught over mm-hmm. it. And that their that their weird little romance is like now this, what the show is about temporarily. Yeah. Like yeah. But I wanted something I wanted to ask you while we were watching it, and I held off on because I wanted to save it for the for Terrace House Mafia. Mm-hmm. What do you think she's feeling in this scene? Like. Is she thrilled or is she furious with him? Or is it like a mix of those? Like what's as this incredibly public, incredibly embarrassing thing is happening. I I kind of don't know what's going on in Risiko's head. I mean, she's definitely going crazy because of the combination of those two. Mm -hmm. I think there's just so much fucking pressure way too early on. And he is making it such a big scene by publicly doing it in front of hundreds of people. Like she obviously feels like exposed and then also feels like she needs to give an answer when it's not a fair time to be giving one. Mm -hmm. So it's very justifiable how she can't stop crying for, for the sure. entire an hour and a half episode. It's nuts. Yeah. And, and almost worse than the fact that he's doing it in front of 200 strangers is he's yeah. doing it in front of their housemates. That like, yeah. That's almost worse, I think. Yeah. Cuz it's just it just feels so um like you said like exposed. Like it's putting such a spotlight mm-hmm. on her and her de- It's almost like like uh, when someone proposes to someone else in in a way that is so over the top and so public that you can't say no. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. He has like no consideration for what she's feeling. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Like it, it, it sucks that I think, I mean, I've wondered about this before, especially in the past two episodes. Like you and I have what I would probably describe as a pretty cynical perspective on Kenny. <laughs> Maybe possibly informed by Yamachan. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I, do you think there are people who are watching scenes like the the concert scene in this episode and the dinner scene completely afterwards and are just like swooning over this? Oh, like this is what I want. Like, oh, this is so poetic and beautiful and romantic. Because our perspective oh. on it is is definitely not that. But I wonder if there's people out there for whom it's like this is the best. I mean, it's it's great television, but I just like this is what I want. Yeah. Like is that is that a fantasy that he's selling? Because to me, I I'm having trouble engaging with the. I think this is great television, mm. but I just we're so consumed with how what a how fake it seems and yeah. how, how what a production it is that yeah. he's doing this. Um, maybe I guess people that are more similar to him. Maybe. I just I've just never been a fan of like being so extra. Yeah. It just breaks my heart, though, because it cuts between him on stage thinking he's being the coolest guy on earth. And then right. cut, cuts back and forth between that and Risiko being earnestly wrecked and heartbroken over this. He's giving her no space. Like, poor thing is crying at dinner. She almost says nothing the entire dinner because she's just, like, hand or head in her hands, yeah. weeping, while Kenny's like, yeah, you know, I've learned a lot at the house, like, how to communicate with my crush better. I'm right? like, this is a, if this is, this is a bad, if you know how to communicate with your crush, you would not be doing what you're doing right now, which is talking about her in the third person while sitting at the dinner table with her while she's weeping in front of everybody. Torturing her. It's really crazy. It's and, really not human. Yeah. And, and she kind of breaks as a result of it at the dinner yeah. table. Like, towards the end of the meal, after saying almost nothing and just crying, she kind of just goes like... I don't want you to leave like this whole floodgate of emotion opens. Mm-hmm. And I find it frustrating because it feels to me like Kenny's weird plan is like 
working almost. Yeah. Like, I the feel like this is... Manipulation. Exactly. That's the yeah. right word for it. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. this is... He's getting what he wanted out of this yeah. whole, all this pageantry. Yeah. And it sucks. He's the villain for me now, like, fully. To me, it feels like if he was genuinely in love with her, he would be talking through it one-on-one and in a way that wouldn't be so, like, distraught for her. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's like, I'm leaving. Give me this answer. And then now I'm going to say all this stuff on stage. <laughs> yeah. It's all about me. It's also very whack to be like i need an answer from you and she's like oh well if you need an answer from me right now it's a no and then he's like takes her to a concert puts her on blast publicly gets drunk and then after the concert says in the terrace house all right now i need you to give me an answer yeah but like a different one though like change yeah. your answer <laughs> <laughs> and um, like on paper too the frustrating part is that he hasn't said or done anything where he d- he is expressing anything negative about her so in theory, she should be head over heels in love with him. Mm-hmm. If you don't like unpack everything, he seems like the good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like purely on, on paper, as a, if this was a screenplay, he, yeah, he would be the hero. But it's like not in an anime. Yeah, you know, it's way. very when she breaks down at the end of the episode and and in the dinner scene says like, I, I it's not my position, but I want to ask you to stay. You were like, is this an anime? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> Like, that's what he wants it to be for sure but he, they're that's what human. he sees it as yeah that's what he sees it as and Misako is like having genuine feelings whereas like he's actually just living in his own fucking it's novel very, it's very fucked up yeah and I'm I'm curious how this season if this truly is the end of Kenny's arc if he's not bluffing and he does dip out of the show which he fucking better I'm like, so ready for <laughs> I'm him I'm so done that. with this arc Misako needs a better man's Literally, like so many I think at the end of this episode I was just yelling like yeah. Misako deserves better so much better um, she's being toyed around with right now I, I wonder if I wonder how this arc will age. Like, a year from now when we're looking back on this season and somebody brings up Kenny, are, what, what are we going to think? Are we going to be like, oh, you, that that's psycho. After we've had some space. Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see it in a different light. Yeah. Because it has, from a pure TV perspective, it's been very entertaining. It's been the source of a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said at the top of this episode of Terrace House Mafia, this might be one of the best episodes of Terrace House I've yeah. ever seen because it was so... Dramatic and the music, at least on the Japanese release, we'll see in a few months when the American one comes out. The music was like perfect melodrama yeah. music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> fuck. And then <laughs> one of my favorite things is two great diffusers of tension in this episode. One after, uh, oh my god, the kiss. Yeah, there's the, so there's Yamachan it cutting back to me and Yamachan being like. Oh, I was so ready for us to get a new member after yeah, yeah, after yeah, Rizuko yeah, was like, yeah. please stay. Uh, after he was like, all this he's bullshit. like, fuck, I just want a new member. And yeah. it was like perfect. Uh, that's exactly what we were thinking, I uh-huh. think, in the moment. Yeah. He's such a great uh, stand-in for Nick and Noel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like fully expresses our thoughts 80% of the time. I think we're members of his cult. For sure. We need to <laughs> find his YouTube channel and subscribe. The Yama, Yama channel. Yeah, we do. Um, and then the other one, which you just alluded to, is this episode is just like <laughs> all this unbelievably poetic, uh, melodramatic J-drama buildup all leading up to <laughs> his dumb, drunk ass standing on the stairwell <laughs> trying to kiss her, her not being into it. And then her dodging it and getting a kiss on the cheek from him. And then him being like, all right, see you later. Like the most uncomfortable <laughs> so cringy. physical dodging of a kiss I've ever seen. It's so funny. Like imagine like imagine an actual 
like romantic shoujo anime where <laughs> the, he, this big confession happens at a concert and the girl starts crying and then he's like, I'm going to need an answer from you before I leave this house. And then he tries to kiss her and she's like, no, no, no. Yeah. And like recoils physically. Like that ain't how it works. Yeah. Buddy. It was, I, I will say this. This is like the third example in two episodes of Risiko kind of standing her ground and mm-hmm. being like, yeah. you know what? I need more time to think about this. And you know what? If you need an answer right now, it's a no. And you know what? I don't want yeah. your drunk ass kissing me on the stairs when you've already given me multiple ultimatums this week. Totally. Um, maybe It made me feel good to see like. Yeah. As clearly fragile as and and frazzled by she, as she is by all this shit, she's still sticking up for herself, which is yeah. good. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, holy shit. I want Yeah, that you, was a lot to digest. Was intense episode mm-hmm. and but I've also never been more invested in Tara's house in my life. I know. I need <laughs> I'm immediately watching the next episode. Same, same. Mm-hmm. Um well that's it from us, but thank you all for listening. Um if you if you enjoy this show and you have friends who watch Terrace House, please tell them about our podcast. Give them a link to it. And if you've mm-hmm. been enjoying the show, please leave us a review on the it's not called iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll do this again. 